And of course, it's time for our letter to Hong Kong, which comes from legislator Leung Ka Lao, who represents the medical functional constituency. The following program is a personal view program. Dear colleagues, greetings for the new year, and I wish you good health and happiness in 2016. At present, many elderly people in our community live in the poverty with a poor quality of life. Owing to zero income and limited government subsidies, they are forced to tighten their belts to make ends meet. The issue of elderly poverty has resulted in calls for a universal retirement protection scheme. The Commission of Poverty launched a consultation document entitled "Retirement Protection Forging Ahead" last month, which kicked off a new round of debate on the retirement protection system. We must clarify some concepts before entering the discussion. The discussion on retirement protection requires the setting up of a mechanism to provide retirees a minimum long-term and stable income, irrespective of their asset, families, health, and residential conditions. The word protection connotes the meaning of minimum requirement, regardless of other welfare services. Retirement protection cannot fall below the set level. The government and some critics, including members who support the regardless of rich or poor, known as universal retirement protection, and those with financial needs options, extend the scope of the issues beyond income, either intentionally or unintentionally. Take an example: the government stresses that. It has provided diversified support for the elderly in the form of residential care, elderly care, and other welfare services, which is, which is in addition to and as important as financial support. Nevertheless, the social welfare sector argues that the elderly's needs cannot be merely met by cash allowance. On the contrary, the government should take initiative to improve livelihood of elders by building. Age-friendly cities. Although different elderly groups has different needs, they should be dealt with by other targeted policies. Thus, we will not lose sight of our discussion. Once we can focus on income protection, which mechanism can better achieve this objective? Income should be recognized as long-term and stable, as mentioned previously. But retirees are living longer and face more age-related diseases, and with time, they will run down their savings. Their cupboard will also run the risk of becoming bare after going through serious illness. As you know, existing retirement protection schemes, such as the Comprehensive Social Security Assistance, only provides pity assistance for the ladies. The old age allowance. And the old age living allowance fail to alleviate poverty because of limits on age and assets. These tools can only help mitigate the situations of those without stable income and help them delay using up their savings. Due to age and asset limitations, the ladies may turn to the CSSAs as the last resort. It is indisputable that we should optimize the use of limited resources in a targeted and effective way. The government needs to set up a new mechanism to provide better assistance to those with financial need, not having protection under the existing social security scheme without wasting any resources. A lenient mean-tested scheme is needed.
The crux is the demarcation of the asset limit in which citizens can benefit from interest generated from their assets and obtain sufficient income. Take an example: if our community has reached consensus that the minimum income should be set at three thousand two hundred a month, which will amount to about forty thousand a year, given a rate of return of four percent, the asset limit. Will be set at one million dollars. In other words, the asset limit of one million dollars will be the demarcation. For those having assets above the demarcation, can rely on themselves. To maintain the minimum income, the government only needs to provide a mechanism which can guarantee the return. The elderly asset below the demarcation require assistance. The real figures should be based on the minimum income standard. It is inevitable to increase recurrent public expenditure if we need to enhance retirement protection, as the government has repeatedly emphasized. As a matter of fact, a structural deficit due to a rapid aging population and a shrinking workforce is yet to surface, even though there will be no surface improvement in healthcare, education, and social welfare. The point is, who foots the bill? The government said. Public expenditure can hardly exceed twenty percent of the gross domestic product. Arguably, the basic law does not stipulate that the government requires to keep the expenditure within a certain level. It only keeps the budget commensurate with the growth rate of its gross domestic product while taking the low tax policy previously pursued in Hong Kong as reference. Hong Kong tax rate is comparatively lower than many other overseas countries. Raising moderate tax rates may not cause a big impact to the economy. Based on the government's assumption, increased expenditure arising from the regardless of rich or poor option was to be met solely by a hike in public tax rate, which is equivalent to an increase of around four point two percent points. In addition, the increased expenditure can be funded by various taxes. If citizens aspire to have a better social security system and are willing to pay more, the government should consider an adjustment of its fiscal policy. Some critics argue that the retiree enjoy the fruits of the economic boom and accumulated handsome savings. However, young people and their next generations are facing an aging population and relatively fewer opportunities for upward mobility in an unfavorable economic environment. Therefore, it is unjust to demand the underprivileged young generations to support the better-off previous generations. The current generation is enjoying the fruit of labor of the previous generation. Its nature is in action of the Chinese cultural tradition, one generation supporting another. This is our most cherished traditional value of filial piety to respect and care for our elderly. Besides, tax rates can reflect the capability of individuals. Adding the proposal of various retirement protection pillars. The young generation will not bear all responsibility to provide financial support for the previous generations upon retirement, provided that the previous generations has personal savings. If the opponents object the one generation supporting another in principle, 
Should all tax-funded welfare service be abolished? Friends, I'm glad that you can have more time for fishing and golfing after your retirement. Enjoy the green pasture in Canada.